In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, people, and happy Monday to you. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited tonight because I have a special guest that's going to be joining me uh, in, in a few minutes. We are excited here at Equipping the Saints Ministries because we are still uh, busy and um, doing the work of the Lord, and we're still preparing for our first gospel musical. I've been telling you all about that um, here and there, and I just want to remind you about it uh, and let you know that if you live in the Maryland area, you are invited to join our worship celebration. It will be a gospel musical a night of splendor, a time to glorify the King of Kings. The glory of the Lord will be on June 18th, 2011. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Musical starts at 7 p.m. And the location is going to be at Kingdom Empowerment Prophetic Worship Center in Beltsville, Maryland. Uh, if you are interested in tickets, tickets are limited and seating is limited, so you need to call or you need to email me as soon as possible. Um, the number is 805-765-5873. You need to call me or email me at vir2us1 at Verizon. Net for your tickets. It will be on a first-come, first-served basis. Okay. Yes, tonight we have Janice Fontaine. She's going to be joining us. She is a pastor and an author, and she is our very special guest. You know, I get excited when I have guests on the show because, as you know, if you've been listening, I don't have that many guests. <laughs> 
I don't like to just have chatter without a purpose. I like to have people that God has put on my heart to have on the show because it's all about him and his will and what he wants to do for his people, through his people, for his kingdom. Okay. On this show, we have been talking about prostitution for the last four or five weeks. And I thought that it was fitting to have Janice join us because she has written a book about a woman named Gomer. And Gomer is a prostitute, was a prostitute um, that is written about in the Bible. And the story is about Gomer and Hosea's relationship in the Bible. Um, Janice's book is called Who's going to get Gomer? Okay. We have talked about the effects of prostitution. We've talked about issues surrounding prostitution. We've even talked about some, some of the history of prostitution, you know, in mankind's history. So tonight, we want to reach out to the prostitute and to the ones who prostitute themselves. As I have stated in other shows, there's more than one way to prostitute yourself. Uh, it doesn't have to be just, just sexually prostituting yourself, just sexually selling yourself, but there's more than one way to prostitute yourself. So we want to reach out to those individuals who may be in prostitution right now or have prostituted themselves in some way. And we want to let you know that God cares about you. He cares about you. Okay. I am sipping my tea. That's right. I'm sipping chai tea tonight. I wanted something with a little bit of zest, a little bit of flavor. So I hope you have your tea. And if you haven't got your tea, you need to get your tea and you need to get ready so that you can be free. Hopefully that something that we say tonight will help you to be freed from bondage, spiritual bondage, emotional bondage in your life. Now, I believe I have Miss Janice on the line, so I am going to go on and welcome her at this time. Miss Janice, are you there? Hello, yes I am. Hello. I have a habit of calling people Miss, but I don't mean that okay. disrespectfully. <laughs> it's okay. I know that you are a Mrs. I know that you are a married woman, so I do not mean that disrespectfully. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, thank God. Okay. Good. It's been a good day. No good. Good, good. Did you happen to um, get you some tea for the show? No, I didn't make the tea tonight, but I do have yeah. a nice cup of water. And, okay. Uh, uh, that nope. um, is it's quite refreshing in itself, too, especially considering that here it's a little hot. So um, not yes. yet time for the air conditioning, and um, the heat's gone. So, but um, it, it's 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 good. Soothing the throat a little. Amen. I have been telling people that I'm probably going to have to transition out of my hot tea into some iced tea mm -hmm. <laughs> because it has been getting hot over here on our neck of the woods. It was in the 80s today, I believe. Yes. Um, 
so we're feeling it. But welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, and thank you for, for agreeing to be a guest on my show. Well, thank you. It, it certainly is an honor to um, be here on your show. Um, uh, and just, just, I just feel very honored just even to be able to um, just say a little something to encourage um, the women um, there, out there. Amen. I look forward to it. Amen. Um, I, I know a little bit about you because I've read your book and because I've met you in person. So I know that, that the Lord uses you in various capacities. So um, instead of me trying to explain that, though, how would you like our listeners to identify you? Um, I know that you're a pastor. I know that you're an author. But I also know that God uses you in other ways. So do you have a preference on how we identify you for the for the show tonight? No, actually, you can just call me Janice. That, that's, oh, okay. Uh, I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm mm-hmm. a sister, you know, a sister to all those out there. And um, we might as well just, just keep it. Keep it playing tonight. Amen. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, as I said, um, I read your book, Who's Going to Get Gomer? And even though we, Chris and I, are already involved in this ministry, you know, the ministry of reaching out to women and and trying to reach broken women, um, even though we're already doing that, I was still challenged when I read your book, I still felt challenged and I still prayed to the Lord and talked to the Lord about what I was reading and, and asked him to help us to do a better job, to help us to do more, whatever it is that he would desire us to do. So your the book is challenging. The question is challenging. Um, maybe you can tell us why you wrote this book. You got well, about, I, probably about two minutes before our first break. So can okay. you tell us why you wrote this book? Um, simply, I was, I was, it was doing a church service, and I just heard the Spirit of the Lord just speak to me. He said, um, I was actually listening to a preacher preach, and he was preaching from the first chapter of Gomer. Um, and that, um, it, had, it was just, which basically just told about um, Gomer and her children and so forth. And um, he, God just asked me a question. He said, who's going to get Gomer? And I just remember saying, huh, he said, who's going to get my broken? He said, if if my people are not in a position to get them, then who's going to get them? He said, I want you to write and tell the people what I tell you to say, because mm-hmm. I want to sound an alarm to the church. Okay, someone, so. Yes, someone has so, to go and get his broken, you know. Uh-huh. That's the mm-hmm. heart of God. Those, that's the heart of God. Those of us mm-hmm. who, um, uh, who have even before Christ, we know that um, we were just in a place of brokenness ourselves. And the truth be told, a lot of the church right now is still in a, in a place of brokenness. And God is not asking us. He's commanding us to go and show forth his love and get um, those who have been broken, battered, and, and abused and show hmm. um, the love of God to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the heart of God. The heart of God is the broken. He's not, he's not after the say We're already in the boat so to speak, but he wants his broken. Everybody's been created with a purpose. Everybody's tapped into the plane. God has a he has a heart for everybody. It's not based on, on any gender. It's not based on um, uh, uh, what a person has, how much a person does have or do not have. God loves 
the, those of he has created mankind and he loves mankind and he wants his broken um, to be healed. Amen. Amen. He came to bind up the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. He came to set the captives free. I mean, uh, that's exactly what, well, we've got probably like about 15 seconds, so I'm going to refrain my, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already getting, I'm already feeling this and I'm already ready to just kind of run with it. But um, mm-hmm. we'll come back after the break and continue this line of discussion. Okay. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment, and that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Thank God I Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, um, we are back from the break, and I'm going to be reading uh, some of the paragraphs from the book, Who's Going to Get Gomer? And I'm going to give you, uh, Janice, an opportunity to respond to some of these, uh, some of these sayings. But before I do that, um, I was thinking, just as we're going to break about a a ministry that we're familiar with, that we are partners with in South Dakota, and how me and that pastor, uh, co-pastor, Ramika White, we talk a lot about ministering to the broken and how a lot of times, at least from our experience, it seems like 
you really have to get in the trenches, so to speak, with, with these people. When, when people come to church who have been broken, who have been abused, who have been sexually abused, who have, you know, come from broken families, who, um, like in this case, maybe have been involved in prostitution, they have a lot of issues. And we have found through experience, not because anyone mentored us or because anyone taught us this, but we found through experience that dealing with them is completely different than the so-called church experience. I mean, you have to, you know, you, you, it's like, you can't you can't expect them to come in church and behave a certain way and 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 have all the religiosity and have all the the certain language but you know they have issues that have to be dealt with and they have to be delivered they have to be set free and sometimes that is a process so do you, what do you do you have any thoughts on that before i read um do you find that in your experience or I, I certainly have. We, um, uh, I think, about when Paul said is that we have to, we have to become all things to all people. Um, mm-hmm. We have to meet people uh, where they are. I think one of the um, problems that we in the church uh, forget is that first thing is that we become very comfortable in our state of being in church. That sometimes we seem to forget that we were there before um, ourselves. Um, everybody um, is, in, is in the church. We've all gone through something. We have all experienced brokenness, and 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 most of the time that brokenness does stem um, stem from childhood or just yes. from uh, early age. A lot of what we uh, go through, a lot of what we're experiencing, and, and it, it stems from childhood. It stems from just the the, the trials of life. And um, you find the average church person, especially the average woman in church. A lot of women, women church, they have been, they've suffered abuse, they suffered spousal abuse, they suffered parental abuse. Um, a lot of them have been raped. I, I had a transitional house, and um, I found that most of the women who, who came in, a lot of them had, had been in the church um, and had gone back outside the church because the church was not um, meeting uh, their need. Because when people come in, we want them to um, automatically be uh, sanctified. We want them mm-hmm. to automatically be set aside. Uh, for God. We want them to act and do like we do, but look, we're expecting something from them that we didn't even do ourselves. We we put a demand on people's lives and on people to behave a certain way that God had, didn't put on us. So why why would we put that on someone else? Um uh, we have to we have to remember that um uh the broken and, and the abused just like us, they they um um, they experience things in their life that cause them to go into certain directions or to mer- make certain choices. And um, we have to really come into a relationship in God where we can really understand that uh, God wants us to show forth the love that he showed us when we came uh, in the church. So, so no, so when they come in, no, don't. Um, you have to understand it's a reason why um, they may prefer to sit on the back pew than on the front pew. Um, a lot of times they, they already feel that they've, they've been judged, and a lot of them have, have, are judging themselves. They don't think that they're even worthy. Uh, to be any place other than in that broken state, but um, mm-hmm. that that's not so. You know, that's not so. We have to know that we have to um, experience. I mean, we have to show people uh, a certain love and and show an understanding that people um, they they act a certain way based on what they are currently going through, based on what they have previously gone through, and mm-hmm. um, actually too based on where God has taken them. But it's up to us. We've got to be able to see past our own selves. We have to be able to see past the traditional church because if we don't, we're going to lose them. 
and the Amen. commandment of the church is to to um, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize mm. in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Basically, he's telling us to go get them, go get my broken and bring them in, just like I went and got you, or I sent someone for you and brought mm-hmm. you in. So we have to meet them. We we have to understand when they don't feel good about themselves because. Just a short time ago, we didn't feel good about ourselves, you know, but somebody understood us. And I know we'll get to that point, too, but um, Mm -hmm. we also, we have found, and you and I have even discussed, how that even in the church, there are still a lot of broken people, but they Mm -hmm. don't admit it. They don't admit it or they don't seem to know it because they have been taught when they came, Mm -hmm. when they were ushered into church life, they were Mm -hmm. taught how to act and how to behave a certain Mm -hmm. way. So they did that, but they Mm -hmm. never, they never got the deliverance. I think you just said it perfectly. They were ushered (laughs) in. We were ushered in and, and put on a uniform. And so to act a certain way or be a certain way, this is how you have to do. And you can't, um, uh, be um, uh, transparent. You can't expose yourself. You can't let people uh, know what you've gone through. You know, making people feel uh, shame when really they should be able to talk to us and be able to trust us to take what it is that's burdening them and hurting them and um, and turn it into help to turn it into joy for them. Help them to understand why you made this choice. Help them understand this is what you went through. But um, the reason why a lot of people in the church are, are broken is because they never got fixed. That's right. Um, we had them acting like church folks. We had them move but not changed. That's right. That's right. I'm going to read these few paragraphs because I think this is a perfect time for it. Um, okay. From the book, on page 12, it says, Hello, my name is Gomer and I am a prostitute. I have been unfaithful to my husband and I have left him along with our three children and now I want to go back home. I know I have messed up, but I still want to go back home. I have offended the very one who has cared for and protected me. I have put myself and others before him. I have grieved him so much, but I am sorry and I'm tired and I do not want to be here anymore. She goes on to say, I cannot get out of this situation by myself. I just do not have the strength. So I was wondering if you would leave here and go to your various, if when you leave here and go to your various destinations, you would ask around for me, ask someone, ask anyone who's going to get Gomer, who is going down to the shelters, the crack houses, the transition homes, the abandoned school buildings, the prisons, and even the churches to rescue the broken and the lost. Tell them I really do not want to be in this condition or situation any longer, but I need help. I am lost and I need a lot of help getting out of my situation. Who's going to get Gomer? That is powerful to me. Do you want to expound on that? um, First, um, let me just say this, that this um, Gomer was written based on the um, third and fourth chapters of the book of Hosea in the Bible. And Mm -hmm. um, this book of Hosea actually represents the love that God has for the church, um, Mm -hmm. the love that God had for uh, Israel and even the church as a whole now today. Um, The church 
has basically turned their back on God. The church has basically had been unfaithful to God. God is the one who wakes us up in the morning. He's the one who brings the breath of breathes the breath of life into us. He is the one who created us. But instead of us waking up and instead of us living our lives unto Him and thanking Him, we live our lives actually unto our own selves, unto to, unto our own self pleasure, and even um, unto unto Satan. I mean, he's real. Um, unto mm-hmm. um, that which is not of God, or that which God tells us not to um, not to do. So basically, we have been as an unfaithful wife to God. So what God has done with Gomer is that he has used this book of Gomer to, uh, and used the situation with Gomer and Hosea to illustrate how Israel had fallen away from him and how um, he, because of the love that he had for him, for Israel, he wanted to go back and get him. But um, when the God, when I was sitting in church and he asked me who's going to get Gomer, what he did, he said, look, um, I have broken in this world. I have people who have been beaten, they've been battered, they've been abused. I have people who don't feel good about themselves. I have people who don't know the love that I have for them. They have never mm-hmm. experienced the love of God. You know, so we sometimes we think that, that where we are is great, but, I, but we don't really know what freedom is until we have experienced freedom in God. Um, if, if you're bound, if you're in chains, if you've never been free, you don't know what real freedom is. So God want, wants all of us. He, it's God's will that we all experience the love that he has for us, the love, the protection uh, that he has. So as um, Goma did, she represented an unfaithful wife. And um, the thing is that Goma, just like the, um, the, the broken person, just like the church, um, they have found their stuff. They've made decisions in their life, and they've turned away from the one who really can care for them and love them. And um, here I, I opened this up with kind of like a storyline. And as a matter of fact, I ended up using this. I actually wrote a play called Gomer and Hosea um, uh, based off this storyline here. But when she talks, when she starts um, talking, hello, my name is Gomez, as if she's in a, a transitional house and she's having the, uh, or like a, um, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or something like that. And she mm-hmm. has the opportunity to speak. And when she stands up, she's telling the people, she said, my name is Gomez. She has come to the point that she recognizes um, that, that she has a lifestyle that um, not only is unbecoming to God, but she there's a lifestyle. She's found herself. She's made a decision, and the decision that she has made is one that that has has caused her to be in a broken state, to be in a state that um, not only is it broken, but it's in a state which she cannot get out of. Mm-hmm. And look, that that's most of us. We get in a state that we cannot get out. Sometimes we make the all of us have made bad decisions. Oh yes. But she's in a state that she cannot get out of. So she's telling them. She said, look. I, I've been unfaithful to my husband, even in, in this third and fourth chapter. She left her children, as in the first chapter of Hosea, actually, too. She left her children, and but she said, I want to go back home. Um, I heard T.D. Jake say um, one time, he said that um, they don't people don't want to be like they are. They don't want to be broken, and I totally agree with him. You do, people, when we get in our broken states and make decisions that really cause us a lot of pain, we really don't want to be like that, but... But we um, we we get in that those states and and we're not strong enough to get to get back out. Look, Goma wasn't strong enough to to uh, stay with her husband, but she also was not strong enough to come back. So you so you have a person who realized that they made a bad decision and they're in we a got place. We got We got a break for a break. Okay. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to a break and we'll be back, people. <laughs>
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Season Me is on Toginet, a delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, we're back from the break. This is Minister Diane. I am talking with Janice Fontaine. She is my guest tonight. She is the author of the book, Who's Going to Get Gomer? Uh, I know that we're going to run out of time. We're not going to be able to cover everything that, you know, that we'd like to cover because there's just so much. There's so much in this book. It's it's short in numbers, but there's so much in it. It's just packed with nuggets and spiritual food. So I am going to ask Miss Janice to tell us how we can get the book so that we don't forget to do that. Sometimes y'all know I, I, don't, I don't be watching the time good and I run out of time. So Miss Janice, can you tell us how do we get your book for those who want to follow up and, and, and get this for themselves and read it? Sure. Uh, you can go on my website. It's Janice Fontaine, J-A-N-I-C-E, F as in Frank, O-U-N, T-A-I-N-E 
Ministries at AOL.com. I'm sorry. It's, I'm, I'm giving my email address. It's, it's, it's com. Okay. Okay, people, did you get that? www.JaniceFontaineMinistries.com. Yeah. All right. I would recommend this to, um, to anyone who is in ministry on, on various levels, on, on different, whatever level. If God has called you to serve, if God has called you to serve the body of Christ, I think you need to understand and possibly be reminded of what our mission is. <laughs> The Lord did not call those, he, he did not come for those that, that are well. He said those that are whole don't need a physician. Mm-hmm. It's those that are sick, and that's not just physically sick, that's spiritually sick. That's emotionally sick. That's sick. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, so you were saying how uh, Gomer came to the point and realized that she she realized her condition, and she right. wanted help. That's right. And I was saying, saying that, yes, you, you, so you found in a person who, whether it's out of making bad decisions or wrong choices or just um, having been in a situation from just the trials of life, it could have been a parent who neglected um, her or something like that, and, and it caused her to raise up or, or not have um, self-esteem, just caused her to come to a point in life that, that it contributed to some of those choices and decisions or just found herself just in a and just in a, a state of just not caring because for some of all her life maybe she's been told that she's nothing. Maybe she's mm-hmm. been because of neglect she's made, been felt has a have a fear of rejection and so forth. There's just so many different uh things that attribute that can be attributed to um pe- persons being broken or finding themselves in a broken state. Uh, but what God does is, is that uh, he gave me this this dialogue with her um, so that it can kind of bring a uh, sound of alarm to the church, bring a light mm-hmm. on on the church itself. Because basically, what he's saying is that you have to wake up, church. You have to see that here we have a person who is broken, who are in a situation they don't want to be there, and they need to be brought up out. And this person is basically asking. Who is going to help me out? I'm too weak. I, I cannot get up out of this situation on my own because the weakness really mostly can be attributed to it's not a physical weakness, but it's an emotional weakness. It's a mm-hmm. spiritual weakness. And actually, really, to get up out of, out of some of the problems and so forth that, that um, a lot of people go through, most people go through, it, it, it takes um, the, a, a move of God. It takes something that's outside of our own uh, strength. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it takes that which is outside of uh, outside of the earth realm, but it's a, it has to be um, uh, that that peace that surpasses all understanding. It has to be that that joy, uh, that unspeakable joy, is, is what they're reaching for, for. They're not they're no longer reaching for for man's peace because man's peace couldn't couldn't can't hold them. It can't contain them. Uh, they mm-hmm. they were they were drawn in by. By the lust of, our, of the eye, okay. Mm-hmm. They were drawn in mm-hmm. by the pride of life. They were drawn in by different things that that they thought that this thing was real. But then they got down to the market and found that they had just become a slave to sin. They had just mm-hmm. become a slave to their own wants and desires. They found that they had just come, become a slave to other people's um, manipulations in their life. So here they down here. And they're like, I want to be free. Um, so um, God is posing to the church. He's saying, look, body of Christ, this woman represents 
are so many broken and lost people throughout the world. And basically what God is saying is that they're crying to me. It's kind of like Abel, the blood of Abel, uh, rising up and crying unto God and saying, um, letting God know that, that he had been abused. He had been mm-hmm. murdered by his own brother Cain in, in the Bible in Genesis. So, um, uh, uh, this is basically what you know. This is basically what a lot of broken people are doing. They they are you. They are a lot of broken people in transitionals. They're in jails. They're they're in 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 their homes. Some of them are uh, in our very household. Some of them are just uh, they are children. They are spouses. A lot of them are broken, and they're crying unto God and they're saying, "Where is my help? Where mm-hmm. is the church? Um, all I see is a weak." Weak vessel. I don't see anybody coming for me. God, I thought you said that you were God. I thought you said you can bring me out. I thought you said that you love me. I thought you said you can do this. So now they're, they're crying unto God in their weakness. They're crying unto God in their distress. And they're saying, God, I need help. Because, look, when you get to a place where you know that there's no help um, within you or outside of you that can help you, you know there's only one help that can really help you outside of yourself, and that is God. Whether it's inside or outside, you know that, that you need a help outside of, of anything that any person can give you, and that's the help of God. So they're in their beds crying all night long. They're, they're, uh, going, they're going to their, they're in their rehabs crying. They're, a lot of them, some, some women, they've lost their children, and some of them just feel bad about their self. Spouses them beat them. They're running from boyfriends who are, who are stalking them, and they're saying, God, I need help. And God is saying to the church, this is what I have you for. Go get and my what broken. Does, my what heart is does, broken. Amen. And, and that, I'm going to read another, another paragraph here, but I want to lead into it by saying, what does help mean to, what should help, that word help, mm-hmm. what should it mean to the church? Because we have found in our experience and the ministry that I was talking about in South Dakota, that help is going to require your patience. Mm -hmm. That help is sometimes going to require you going to that person's where they are, going into Mm -hmm. their situation, Mm -hmm. not them coming to your church, not them coming to your church per se, but you going into their situation, you going into their home. We Mm -hmm. have had to help people with clothing. We have had to go to prison. We've had to take people back to prison to turn themselves in because they didn't have the strength to do it on their own or couldn't rely on people to do it on their own. And we have had to help people with food. We've had to get involved with that person's actual life. Mm -hmm. You know, not just a a quick little formula. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to read is from Page 33, and I think this is what you're saying here. The attitude of the loss toward the church is so negative that we have to break certain demonic and relational barriers before we can even give them the salvation plan. We want to feed them Romans 10, 9, and 10, but in reality, they are not able to digest the plan of salvation. The church must first straighten out the negative publicity which we have brought on ourselves and God as a result of our unholy and unrighteous living and behavior before the lost. We have to love. We have to care. But I'm going to let you expound on that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, you, you're right. We, um, you have to, you got to, you have to meet a person's need. And and for some some women, you know, who have been raped, who have been abused, um, when they hear about God, they they automatically think of the male male gender. So some of them, they aren't even ready to receive God uh, until um, uh, we're able to go, like you said, go and meet them where they are and let them know that God represents a love outside, uh, a love that. That super uh, that that this this totally this it's a superior love that's over any love that they could ever imagine it. He represents a love that will never hurt them, that would only protect them, that would only keep them. But what has happened is that the church, um, you're saying about help, is that the church sometimes we want to give them bread, you know, you want we want to give them some 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 meal and. And, and some canned food and everything, but the church has to realize that yes, we do have to meet those physical needs, but also um, we have to um, we have to bring them into a spiritual place in God. We have to bring mm-hmm. them into a relationship with God. But before we can do that, like I said, they don't even want to hear about the church, but um, because the church instead of become we need instead of becoming a listener, we have become an accuser. We've been mm-hmm. much like in the, um, we talk about in in Job one about the accuser of the brethren, how um, how uh, Satan came before. God and he and and the reason why he was coming is because he wanted to he comes and tries to accuse the church because that's how when he finds us at fall to find us uh, falling in sin or doing outside of God's will then he can come and, and make accusations and based on those accusations sometimes God has to release him and allow him to um, 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 impose certain things that may influence us or certain thoughts in our mind based on our disobedience to God so um uh, we have to we, we we have to realize that we have to become listeners to people so that and instead of accusers and because we know we're we're no more um, better than than the enemy sometimes uh, mm-hmm. we have to listen to their hurts we have to listen to their pains look I don't need to tell a drug addict that they're a drug addict. They already know they're a drug addict. I need to tell them that they can be free from those drugs because they're stuck. Because God wants to, He wants their body uh, for Him. He wants their body for His temple. He wants to make their body whole. He wants to make their body healthy. He wants to protect them. You don't have to tell an alcoholic that he's an alcoholic. So you don't take you don't take what they experience. You don't take their brokenness and beat them up with it. And unfortunately, right. sometimes I'm not saying all the church, but uh, too too much. Too much um, that is done. We want to take the or we want to take the Bible and beat them over the head with you a sinner, you a sinner. They know they're a sinner. That's why mm-hmm. they're crying unto God. They're saying, God, I know that I'm in the wrong place. And some people have just found that, like I said, because of the trials of life, haven't really done anything wrong, but they just find themselves in place of hurt and pain, and and really it's out of somebody else's bad action towards them, especially a child who has been molested and abused and, and raised up. Um, because you'll find that a lot of times most prostitutes have been abused when they were children. That's right. That's um, so got. they never found out how to, how to get out. They've been in, look, they've been in jail uh, uh, all their Here life. Here come the tunes. You know? Here come the tunes. <laughs> we got to go to another break. Hold that thought. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect. 
to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. LinkedIn. It's a great tool, and Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you? Every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free. On Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free. On Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, we're back. And if you are like me, then you can just feel... The passion and um, the anointing as we discuss these these issues and 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 the heart of God regarding these issues you know the Lord loves us God loves us the scriptures tell us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. And the other scripture that comes to my mind is how he promised that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Well, that, that word took on new meaning for me. Um, not too long ago, the Lord began to show me what abundant life was all about. You know, you can have a full life, a fulfilled life, knowing and fulfilling your purpose, what God created you for, serving Christ, serving the Lord God is never boring. It is full. It is complete. Um, you, you don't feel a sense of lack. You don't feel a sense of, of, of depletion or, you know, that emptiness that, that I'm familiar with. I mean, the time in my life when I uh, rebelled against 
the Lord was because of the hurts in my life. It was because I had been abused in churches. It was because I had not been shown any real love. And I finally got to a place where I was wore out and tired. And thank God, through the pain, came to the end of me. But anyway, I've got to calm myself down because talking to Janice is just igniting me. It's just igniting me and it's igniting the passion that I feel for this subject. And I have to say, if anyone is listening and you want to call, I know we're, we're, we're going to be pressed for time, but if you want to call, there is a call-in number. It is 877-864-4869. If you have a question or a comment, we will try our best to to answer you. 877-864-4869. Back to you, Miss Janice. On page 34. Let me see here. If the truth be told, too many Christians are living with Gomer-like symptoms themselves. There are too many Christians who are walking in low self-esteem, lack of provision, unforgiveness, adultery, fornication, biblical error, unrighteousness, and the like. Many look and act like Gomer, yet they are confessing to be saved and sanctified. I have experienced recently, in the past year I'd say, some eye-opening things, and I say that with all humility, you know, because I, you know, we tend to get preconceived ideas about things. And I have met women in their 70s, even 60s and 70s, who talk the scriptures very well. They can talk and they can teach the scriptures very well. And I would get the impression from talking to them that they are seasoned, that they are victorious, that they are conquerors, Christian women, until I start hanging around them Mm -hmm. until I get to know them. And and I find that in church, a lot of times people don't want to get to know each other anymore. They, they prefer to keep the mask on so that people don't really see their, 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 their weaknesses. But I'm finding like, wow, Lord, how is it that so many of us talk one way here it says, yet they are confessing to be saved and sanctified, but they have the same issue. When you start spending time around them, you find that they are still still hurt over the past, that they are still holding on to hurts of the past, that they were raped, that they were abused. But I can't get them to even look at those things. I can't even get them to, to look at, you know, well, were you ever delivered of that? Oh, that's already taken care of. That's already taken care of. You know, the Lord, when the Lord saves you, that's already taken care of. But yet I'm listening to you, watching you, spending time around you, and you are full of hurts, pains, things that are hindering you from being and doing everything that God has called you to do. Can you expound on that 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 section that I just read there in 34, do you have anything else to add to that? <laughs> well, you know, um, basically I think you really thoroughly covered it. I, I would just add, just add just to tap on to what you said. Basically what they've done, they've created an illusion. And the illusion mm. they have created is, is one that they has become illusion to them, and then they've created one for others to see also. Um, because mm. their, their, um, 
their problems or their issues were never dealt with. They were taught how to cover it up with with um, hypocrisy. They were taught how to cover it up with religiosity, if that's the word, just, just being religious, you know, and yes. traditional. They were taught how to cover it up with just practicing uh, Christianity without really um, being um, the, uh, walking in the total power of, of Christianity as Jesus Christ intended for us to. So they create this illusion, and time is going on, and time has gone on to the point where there a lot of people actually walk in denial. Uh, some mm-hmm. uh, walk in denial, and then some really uh, don't know because they've never been uh, told and never been taught. And that's where sometimes leadership has to answer because uh, we have to make sure that we that we see uh, we're able to see our people, especially as pastors, that that we can see our our. Our people that we can tap into their needs. You, as a, as a pastor, you can see when a situation comes up in the church. You can see how sometimes people react with strife, or sometimes people be like, "Well, you didn't mention my name, or I didn't get to sing a song." That that's the indicative of of the deeper problem. Um, mm. uh, they you they've mm. been rejected. They have low self esteem. Um, mm. uh, you know, they, it's just and they, some of them have spirits of anger. So um, and if we, when we first see this in people and tap into it, and then, um, then we should be able to help them. And then we have to make sure as pastors that we have programs in place within the church so that I believe that when a person comes in the church, you don't just automatically um, uh, put them into the mix, um, you know, like in certain te- in Sunday school classes and other classes, but there should be a mentorship program. There should be a program that's already in place so that when a person comes into it, um, they can have, there can be like an intake program that, we can sit down and see what is it that you're expecting from the church. And that way you can talk to a person and, and, and see. And some of them just say, I just need help. I need to get over this problem. So we should have a program in place. We have uh, mentors who you can be trusted with the broken. Um, hmm. And also where uh, you, you they've been trained to listen to them, and they've also been trained to be able to, we should be able to empathize with people and sympathize with them. When you sympathize mm-hmm. with them, that means you've already you've been through what they've gone through. But then you had the person who has not been through maybe what they've gone through, but they still should be able to to empathize. They should be able to to um, it should be as if they have. Um, they should feel the love uh, for them as if they have, because Jesus didn't actually go through uh, when he came down and showed us that we can live amongst sin without practicing sin. Um, he, he, Jesus didn't go through the sins that they that, that mankind had gone through, but he was able to empathize. Uh, with us as, as if he did. Um, so we, um, the church, we have to have some programs in place so we can really just come in and, and reach people. That way we they won't get through the cracks. Um, they won't get mm-hmm. through the cracks. And then one more other thing, um, uh, Sister Jones, is that um, what they have done, too, is that the church, I believe, um, in Romans 1 through, through 3, um, especially two and three, really. Paul Paul really deals with the different types of of, of attitudes that man has, a different type of paradigm on thinking that mankind has. And one thing Paul talks about, I believe, it's about chapter uh, two or three. He talks about uh, the hypocrite. He talks about that Christian mm. who uh, underestimates the um, the depth of God's expectations of them as a Christian, and they mm-hmm. overestimate the height of their own spirituality. So in other words, I overestimate how, how holy I really am. I overestimate uh, how much love I show. I overestimate how, um, how much of a Christian I am. And because I overestimate this, then I underestimate God's expectations of me. And because I'm underestimating God's expectations of me as a Christian, then some of my stuff gets through the cracks. And, and, and what happens is
Did you shift positions? Because I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know we where, lost... I, where you stop here. Um, but what I was saying is that um, because if, if I'm in a, if any, a Christian's in a place that they can, they underestimate God's um, expectations of them as a Christian, then they are not only um, being jeopardized um, themselves, but they're also uh, increasing the potential for them to hurt other people as they come into the church. Mm. Because if my anger is not dealt with, then when someone comes in, as soon as they rub me the wrong way, I'm going to show anger. Before you know, you'll have a person going out of the church, and the person ends up being more hurt than they were when they first came in. And God Amen. is not pleased. Amen. 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 See, there's so much. There's so much yeah. that we could talk about here. Um, we've only got about two minutes left, though, and I guess I would like to close out these last few minutes talking about this very important point mm -hmm. on page 64, I believe. No, I'm sorry, 61. Mm -hmm. Love is the how. Love is the quote-unquote how in going to get Gomer. Love is the only source, the only tool that we need, because with it comes all else that is needed. And I'll let you expound on that. Um, the, the church has a public relations problem, and their problem is that the people <laughs> cannot see the love of God exemplified through the church. Again, we, mm -hmm. we, we have to stop putting people down, stop beating them up with the Word of God, and show them the love of God. God told, we have to do the same thing that God did for, for us that he exemplified in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that um, uh, uh, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God, love, we must let people know that God loves them. We must show for, we must exemplify the love that God has for the church. And if we're really the Christians that we say we are, then we have experienced this love. And when you know what, when you experience something, you want to share it. You can't help but to share it. So the only way we're going to really get people is the way that we should get them is to go and show forth the love of God because that's an unconditional love. That's a love that says no matter where you are or who you are, I love you because I know that beyond the you that I see is, is much more than even what, what you think that is inside of you. Beyond the you that I see is the you that God has created, and he created you not only to show love but to be loved. Amen. 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 God is love, people, and we're out of time. And I just want to thank you again for joining me tonight, and, and we'll have to do this again. <laughs> Amen. God bless. I'll God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.